So it's really good to see you this morning. Uh, it's up to me to finish off this series we've been doing on enduring. Ben started back in May um, on how we need to endure, especially in this time of lockout, uh, lockdown. Hanel uh, was looking into the whole area of how we endure as family. And Anne, a couple of weeks ago, was looking at how we endure on mission. And it's up to me to finish off the last part of our, our statement that we are uh, enduring to bring people home, to bring people home into his presence. Now, we're going to do something a little bit differently to start off with, um, and that is uh, we're going to start by just demonstrating his presence right now. Do you know that you already have the presence of God living inside of you? Because you know his kingdom is not just of words, it's of power. So what we're going to do is we're going to start with this little exercise, and trust me, I've done this many times before. Uh, and what I'd like you to do is just to put your hands out in front of you. That's right. And maybe you just close your eyes. Now, did you know it says in Habakkuk 3.4 that his splendour, his radiance, his brightness was like the sunshine. Rays flashed from his hands where his power was hidden. So God's power was hidden in his hands and we get to replicate that right now. So I'm just going to pray right now that you just experience the presence of God over your hands right now in Jesus name. Now, for some of you, you may feel some tingling in your hands or some heating up. Some of you may feel some sort of shaking sensation in your hands. And some of you may be feeling nothing at all. And that's OK. We're going to press into that and look into that this morning. So for those of you who are experiencing something, this is the presence of God. You already have it. OK. So thank you, Esther, from reading out that passage from Colossians for us. Uh, this is Paul speaking to the church in Colossae. And he talks about that he has become a servant by God's commission, presented uh, you the word of God in its fullness. He's talking to the, the Christians there about this is the word of God in its fullness to them. That this incredible mystery that has been hidden from the ages and the generation, but is now revealed to the Lord's people. That God has chosen them to make known to everybody in the world, all of the Gentiles, the glorious riches of this mystery that has been hidden throughout the entire ages, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we will present ourselves fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strengthen and strenuously contend with all the energy of Christ so powerfully works in me. He is talking about Christ in you, a mystery hidden throughout, hidden from Moses, hidden from Abraham, hidden from all of the characters in the Old Testament. But now is revealed that Christ, if you have given your life to Jesus and accepted him to come and live in your heart, that he has chosen you as his resting place. And this is a mystery that is now being revealed as Paul is writing this to the church in Colossus. And so Christ is in you. Now, forgive me, I was a bit of a youth worker. Well, I was a youth worker for 20 years. And so I've got a bit of a way of helping to understand that. So here, I have some Tupperware here. And here is you, okay? Nice piece of Tupperware. And, uh, and here is Christ. And so very simply, here are, that scripture is talking about the Christ in you. So there we go. Christ goes in you. And just do 
the labels up on that. There we are. We can see you and Jesus in you. He is in you. And you know, not only is Christ in you, but we are in him. Let me go through some of the hundreds of, of verses about Christ is in us. Ephesians 2, 3. Now in Christ, those who are far away and in him have been brought near. Uh, Philippians 3.14, I press towards the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize, which is God in Christ is calling us upward. We are in Christ. Uh, I have strengthened for you in Philippians 4.13, for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ. So back to our Tupperware. Not only do we have Christ in us, but we also... And here's my last uh, my last Tupperware pot. And also we are in Christ. Put the lid back on there. So can you see you are not only have Christ in you, but we are totally surrounded by Christ. So when we come to talk about God's presence, he is fully in us. He's chosen us as his resting place and he fully surrounds us. And so why is it that we often struggle as Christians to experience God's presence? You know, faith is often based on our experience over truth. That exercise I did at the beginning, you one of three things could have happened to you. You've either felt and experienced God's presence before. And so when we ask you to put your hands out, you could feel it again. Or there was something new for you or you didn't feel anything at all. And so therefore your experience says, well, if I didn't feel anything at all, I don't, I can't, I'm not experiencing the presence of God. The truth is that he is in you and he surrounds you. And actually, truth needs to lead us to experiencing the fullness of his faith. So it's really clear from scripture. And it's really clear if you talk to other Christians that we can experience the presence of God not because we have to earn it, not because we have to do anything for it. That's just religion telling us we have to do something we already have. But if you've given your life to creep to Jesus, then you are you you have him living inside of him in you. You have him surrounding you. There is no way that you can escape from the presence of God. And what I want us to talk a little bit about today is. So therefore, how do we experience something which is true? How do we deepen our experience of the presence of the living God in us and through us? Now, a few years ago, on my way to school, uh, I was uh, had a dream uh, of that morning. And in the dream, Jesus said to me, he said, Andrew, I want you to understand how far my glory extends from you. And so this started a rather interesting chat with him, which was like, what? What are you talking about, Jesus? He said, yeah, I'm going to show you how far my presence, my glory, glory being the manifest presence of God, how far that radiates from you. And I was like, well, that's ridiculous. Nobody talks about that. No one has a discussion about what glory is or the fact that we carry it. Um, but OK, Jesus, whatever, whatever you want to do, I'll trust you. I'll, I'll be obedient to you. So I'm walking uh, from Victoria Station towards where, uh, where the school that I run is. And uh, 20 feet in front of me, uh, there's this couple who suddenly turn around and this lady looks at me and points and says, Andrew. Now, I don't know whether you ever walked along Victoria Street, but Victoria Street is a very quiet place. And nobody, even in the middle of rush hour, if you can remember what that's like, says anything to anyone. 
And so this lady calls my name out. I start walking towards them. And as I'm getting towards them, they're having this argument. And this lady saying to her husband, um, he said, well, why did you call the name Andrew? And she goes, I, I don't know. He said, but we don't even know anyone called Andrew. She goes, I know. So why did you just call out the name Andrew? Anyway, I arrive at the scene and I was able to help them and say, look, this is going to sound really strange. But I had a dream this morning that Jesus wanted to show me how far his presence extended for me, how far his glory extended for me. And actually, my name is Andrew. And I think the Holy Spirit has just caused you to turn around and call my name out because he showed me something. Thank you so much. Is there anything I can pray for you? And they go all went like this, and they ran off. And I, I stood there in the street, just uh, agog. And and the Lord said, "See, I want you to understand. Not only does my present rise rise in you, but it comes through you, and and affects the area that you're in. And this has changed how I pray for buildings, how I pray. I think it's more than twenty feet. And this is the same presence that rests in you, Christ in you." The hope of the glory in you coming out from you and changing the world. Now, the problem is that in church we say some really weird things. We'll say things like, come Holy Spirit, which is a really strange thing to say. For me, sometimes when we use the word come Holy Spirit, it can give people the impression that somehow he, he's not here. And so, you know, we, you know, we need to gather together and we need to be in unity and Maybe we need to worship for an hour and maybe, I know, after an hour, maybe we'll have a good word. And when we've had the good word and then at the end of church, that's then we'll do all the business of, you know, the presence of God will finally be there. It's as if somehow in the way that we use to church, we're entirely repeating what happened in the Old Testament in the temple. I.e. the people gathered, they worshipped for hours. And then the priest would do something from the front. The anointed man would do something from the front. And then the presence, the cloud would fall and, and then things would be sorted. The thing is that that mystery that has been hidden is no longer true because God doesn't reside in a place in Jerusalem. He chose to reside in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so we say these strange things like, come Holy Spirit. Or we're just waiting for the presence of God to come. When actually you are completely filled with his presence. It's in you. It surrounds you. It flows from you. Like the, the water flowing from the temple in Ezekiel to come and bless the nations. We are fully surrounded by the presence of God. And it doesn't help sometimes that we, we have the way in which our churches are set up. And I miss being in our building so much. And it's great that we have a place that we come and meet there. But it can, it can leave you with the idea that somehow that God is in the building, that he's somehow in the altar at the front. We even call it an altar uh, you know, at the front of church or he's just behind where the, where the preacher is preaching. Uh, ben said, did I want to come and do this talk live in church? And actually, I didn't because I wanted to show you guys that, that, that here I am just in my lounge, just as where you are in your lounge right now. And you can experience the presence of God in that place. It is great that we have buildings that we can meet here. It's fantastic. But if the church building is making us feel like there is a place where the presence of God is, it's undoing the fact that actually you have Christ in you, the hope of glory. You see, there is a battle going on in our lives between the religious ways of things that the enemy would have us to do to try and earn things from God and the ways of the kingdom, which says you've got things already. You have it already. You have the presence of God within you already. And to let your experience catch up with that truth that Christ is in you, 
and surrounds you. Now, I've got a few tips to show you right now. Um, a few years ago, I uh, came across um, uh, this lady who was saying that if you want to improve your understanding of the presence of God, uh, so try out this little magic buzzer. So I had this little buzzer and I put it on my belt and I set it for about every 10 minutes. Um, maybe you can do this on your phone with a little app on your phone. And what I realised was that every time the little buzzer would go off, I would just like just put my face to heaven and just say, oh, Jesus, I really love you. And and after doing this for a couple of days, I realised, man, in just 10 minutes, how far does my understanding and experience and heart move away from where God is and into fear and into worry and into, you know, the heavy things that are going on in the day? And so I did this buzzer thing. I did realise not to do it overnight um, while you're asleep because that sort of disturbs your sleep pattern. So do turn it off at night. But during the day, I found over a period of six months, just that my body, my system got used to going, oh, there you go, Jesus. I can feel your presence now. I love you so much. I'm here with you. So there's a little tip to say how you can improve on experiencing him all the time. Uh, you know, why is the presence of God so important? The presence of God is so important because one of the key battles in our lives is identity. And when you know who you are and you know how much you're loved, you can do anything. I'm going to finish with this one little verse. In Ephesians 2.6, it says, God has raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. It's a past tense thing. You know, the Holy Spirit only came once, and that was 2,000 years ago at Pentecost. He's the only God on the planet, and he's been here ever since. And when we invite him into our lives, he comes and permanently rests in us with the Father and with the Son. So we have the fullness of the, the presence of God in us and around us. And it says in that verse that we are seated with him in heavenly realms. So we are even, that is more real than where you are seated right now on your, uh, on your, uh, in your, in your lounge or in your kitchen. The first time that I really had an opportunity to press into that truth of that, to experience that in a, in a more truthful way, there was a guy called Jeff Jansen who came to speak to a couple of church teams, one of the church teams I was on, actually on a boat on the Thames. It was beautiful. And uh, he said to me, um, he said to all of us, he said, how, what do you, what do you, what's your experience of sitting next to Christ? And so we all went, yeah, 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 no, yeah, we, uh, we sort of, you know, we know that we're sitting in heaven. He said, no, no, tell me, what does it look like? What does his face look like? And we all went, oh, I don't think I've ever done that. So he said, look, this is what I want you to do. Just put your hands out here, lift your head up high. I'm just going to pray right now that Jesus would just lift you and show you where you are in the heavenly realms and so he he did that and as we were as we were just having our eyes closed he would say what are you seeing what are you seeing and he was like jesus would you just come and reveal your face reveal how you're smiling over your children right now and so for me i i felt like i was traveling up uh, this white column behind me and I sat down at the top and I could feel the fire of a like on a column of fire behind me and I looked down over the the city in a uh, white city um and uh and then and then I was taken from that sort of flown into the throne room and there Jesus was and I was sitting next to him and I was looking up 
into his eyes. He was looking down at me and he was smiling at me and I, I felt this love just flowing from him. And so the, the meeting finished and I thought, wow, that was amazing. So I got back on my bike, went home, said, let's do it again. So I closed my eyes, lift my head up and I was like, Lord, would you take us to where I'm truly seated with you in heavenly realms? And there he was again. And for, for six months, uh, he was just like, Andrew, I'm just going to love you. Andrew, I'm just going to love you. Andrew, I'm just going to love you. And then after six months, he started showing me things that he was sort of giving to me. Now, prophetic words are really great, and it's great to have an encouragement. You know, we give out a lot of prophetic words. But when Jesus himself speaks to you about who you are and about your worth and your value, then you become a complete world changer because everything else just drops away. So we've done this little exercise of praying for people to experience where they're seated in, in heavenly realms with hundreds of people. I did it once with a whole load of uh, 9 to 13 year olds. So if you're 9 to 13, we're going to do this in a minute. You can do this because I've seen it done before. And uh, it was an intimacy and healing conference we were running for young people. And uh, just before this session, there was a, a huge beanbag fight. And so the, the whole whole area of the church smelt of a sweaty teenager and and little balls, those little horrible polystyrene balls everywhere. And I thought, oh my word, we're just about to do this teaching of something which is serious and you know an, an encountering. I don't know how this is going to go. So anyway, they're all sitting there, they're all flushed because they've had a massive beanbag fight. And uh, anyway, we just just shared what I shared with you, and I said, right, I'm just going to pray right now to for you just to experience where you're sitting in heavenly realms experience the presence of God and so the first girl came up and she was like and I said what are you seeing and she says wow I see I'm sitting next to Jesus and I'm I'm on this lake and he's telling me to put my feet in the water and she put her feet in the water in her imagination and her real feet start heating up and this lad comes up and he's and the Lord's showing him that the libraries of heaven and he's opening books and reading books with God and 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 within 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 five minutes about 40 kids are all for an hour quietly which was amazing for teenagers quietly sitting in the presence of God experiencing him and experiencing him loving you you know God has given you the mind of Christ which means he works in your redeemed imagination everything in the kingdom is about taking a risk and so I want to invite you right now to take a risk and to close your eyes place your hands out in front of you and Jesus, I pray, would you lift every person who's watching this, whether it's on recorded or live. Yes, you. Yes, you. <laughs> that you would take every person and you would show them where they are seated with you in heavenly realms right now. And I pray, Father, that you would reveal how you are looking at your son and daughter right now. Would you show each of us how your expression is in your face right now in Jesus name would we see the smile the delight of seeing a favored favorite child now I just want to encourage you that this is a process that you can do every day you can do in the shower if you've got kids around you all the time do just before you go to sleep in fact if you go to sleep and it's like lord would you show me where you are i used to do this i used to fall asleep and feel really guilty and jesus was like no no that was great your spirit doesn't sleep so when you're asleep physically I'll, i can work with your spirit it's great so wherever it is find some time on a daily basis to endure impressing into the presence of god that is totally around you 
and totally in you. And if you're the person right now who's, who's not feeling anything, then sometimes that may show that there's some areas where God has to bring some healing about your relationship with him as a father. And I just encourage you to come to the ministry uh, rooms, which we run um, after after the service um, every Sunday, to come and pray and get so many, maybe some of those things cleared out of the way. But I, I just encourage you, keep pressing in, and Jesus will show you more of how much he loves you, that you are filled with his presence, and then more importantly, that you can release his presence to fulfil all those other things we've been enduring in. Enduring in mission, enduring in, in our families, enduring in changing our communities, and enduring in bringing his presence back to people. Have a good morning. God bless. Bye.